Hey, everybody. Welcome to Truth 101. Thank you guys for watching. I'm so grateful to be here right now. About to share some amazing stuff with you guys. So I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a rough last two weeks, but today I'm going to wrap up the transformation series and just go over the things that we talked about and give you guys some more scriptures to hold on to. And we're going to get back to having people come on and sharing their stories with us. With so much going on in the world today, I definitely want to use this opportunity to reach out to other people because people are doing some really amazing things during this pandemic. You know, people are out helping clean up the streets. People are out um, doing peaceful protesting. People are, you know, marching in Washington. So it's a bunch of good things happening. And so I definitely want to connect with some of those people. So we can, you know, get the inside scoop on what's happening around us. So starting off today, I just want to take a brief moment of silence for all the people that have been lost. Like it, 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 the amount of people that we've lost over this year is just like overwhelming. And I just want to take time out to just, you know, remember those people. If it's somebody in your family, if someone you know, family is going through something, you know, now I just want to take a moment to just recognize those guys. So before I jump off into prayer to open this up, I want to go ahead and just take a brief moment of silence, just remembering the people who have passed away this year. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for allowing us all another day, Father God. Thank you for keeping us close to you, God. Thank you for keeping us healthy, keeping our family safe, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just ask that you give me the words to say today, Father God. Help it be more of you, Father God, and less of me, Lord. Send your Holy Spirit to lead the conversation, Father God. Send your Holy Spirit to open eyes and open hearts, Father God, and to open ears, Lord. Lord, let whoever ears need to hear this, Father God. Lord, we're coming today looking for a transformation, Father God, not just for ourselves, but for the world, Father God. We all need you, Lord. And we just want to come today just to sit in your presence, God, and commune with one another in your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been really crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the transformation series. And so if you didn't already do your Facebook friends a favor and share it. Matter of fact, I'm going to do that too while I'm talking because our friends need to hear this, right? If you love your friends, I mean, if a new hot song came on out that you wanted them to hear it, you would share that with them, right? Or if you knew where to get a job from, you would share that with them, right? Well, this is probably going to help their life. So I would just recommend that you share it. And that way you could be helping your friends to transform just as well as yourself. So going back over the transformation series last week, we had some interference. And the week before last, we had interference. But the first one was really good. So I'm going to briefly go over that one, part one. Part one was talking about us renewing our mind. And we talked about how to do that is by realizing that you're ready to make a change, deciding what it is that you want to change. So 
So we wrote those things down and we made the decision to make a change no matter what comes our way. So we committed to the change, right? And so in that one, it was really good because we talked about, you know, trials and tribulations, which is what's definitely going on in the world right now. A lot of trials and a lot of tribulations. And I know it's like looking at everything that's happening is like, why? You know, why would our God allow us to go through something like this, right? It makes it hard to change your life. It makes it hard for you to be positive when there's so much negativity going on around you. Well, you have to transform your mind. You still have to be positive. So you just remember that whatever you are going through or you are about to go through is going to build your character. And always remember what Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and that is that, for God knows the plans that he has for you and that's plans to prosper you. So no matter what you're going through, hold on to those. Hold on to those words because it's, it's true and for sure God will show and prove himself to you. But he needs to test your heart. He needs to know how is my servant handling this? You know, is my servant still serving me or has my servant turned this back on me because of what's going on in the world? You know, we want so much from God. We're always, hey, God, can you do this for me? Praying, God, please let this happen. You on your knees, you're fasting, you're doing everything you possibly can when you want something from God. Well, I'm here to tell you today that God wants something from us. and He wants us to help him. He put us here for a purpose, and our purpose is to help spread the gospel, to bring, you know, God's children back to him, to show God in the way that we behave and the way that we treat people and the way that we live our life. So we want something from God, and that's not to say that God won't give you what you want without you giving him what he wants. But what I am saying is when you love someone, like we love God or we say we love God, then we're... We're wanting to do stuff to make them happy. It's just like a relationship. You know, if you have a relationship with a, a child, a grandparent, a significant other, you show them that you love them by doing the things that make them happy, right? So practice that with God. So we talked about, you know, the trials and tribulations is going to build our character. We talked about putting our mind in gear to make the change, understanding that your life is about to change. So you're preparing yourself for that. And getting rid of bad thinking, getting rid of, rid, rid of negative thoughts, not letting those negative thoughts manifest. Catch it, check it, change it. You know, we can't control what pops in our mind. I mean, I have all type of crazy thoughts. I can't share that with y'all. It's too personal, but I have crazy stuff popping in my mind, right? But as soon as I realize that it's not something that lines up with the word of God, boom, it's my decision right then and there to say, hey, look, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to, you know, divert my attention somewhere else. So that's what we have to do, remembering that. Because the longer you sit on something, the longer it manifests. And the longer it manifests, it becomes your reality. You know, so many people have said, you know, I feel this way and I feel that way. And it's all thoughts that they fed themselves. So we have to be mindful of what we're feeding ourselves, right? What we're putting in our mind. That comes with watching TV, even the news. You know, you might want to limit your intake on that type of stuff because that creates your reality. You know, and God didn't create us to live in, in a place where we're scared and fearful of our lives. That's not what he created for us to do. It's okay to be aware of what's going on, but don't make that your everyday reality because we're blessed. We're still here. We have breath in our body. We're still able to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. So instead of looking around and freaking out, what we need to do is be fighting this battle the way that 
we know how. And if you don't know how, that's why I'm here to help you to learn how. The fight isn't physical at all. The fight is a spiritual battle. And that's when we need to pray for one another and we need to be loving one another and leading by example. So that's the type of world that we should be living in. And that's why we're here to set that example. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. You know, don't focus on the bad things. Don't focus on the negatives. Let's focus on the positives, right? When a negative is there, there's, that means there's an opportunity, right? That's the way you have to look at things. If there's a problem, then that means somewhere there's a solution. And maybe someone haven't came up with that solution yet. And that's for the body to come up with, the body of Christ that is. We have to come up with that solution, which has already been put out there for us. We just have to walk in it. We have to display those behaviors. You know, we have to be disciplined. And so... That's what this is all about. Transforming is about being disciplined. You know, it takes nothing to react. And, you know, I think of, I want to say that speaking to a lot of the things that's going on in the world as far as the protests and the things like that. Now, I understand that there's passion behind these things. I also understand there's a lot of anger behind these things. And the thing is that you can be angry, but you shouldn't sin when you're doing it. And tearing things up, it does not solve the problem. Once you start becoming part of the problem, you're no longer the solution. And that's what we should be doing as a body is coming up with a solution. How do we fix these things? Not how do we add to the problem? Because we're teaching a generation of kids up under us. Oh, when we don't get our way or we're upset or we're fed up with somebody's crap, we go tear things up. That's not the example that we should be setting for our children. That's not the word of God. That's not how things should go. So that's something like the word of God. You can apply it anywhere in your life. You should be applying it anywhere in your life. And there is no reason why we should ever be out hating one another. God made us all equal. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where God said um, black people were better than white people or vice versa or anything like that. So even if someone discriminates against you, it's your job to serve as the body of Christ and still treat that person as your equal, as your brother or sister. It's not for you to fight fire with fire. That's not the way it's supposed to be. So won't nobody else tell you. I'm going to tell you it's not what we're supposed to be doing. That's not what God designed us to do. Don't ride the wave. Be your own wave. Don't drive in that lane. Make your own lane. Be your own person. There's nothing wrong with saying, okay, brother, you hate me and I still love you. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it, it's not what we do when everybody's watching us. It's when we're by ourselves and, and we have these moments. That's what shows our character. That's what shows our integrity. So I think a part of transforming is being OK with that, being OK with who you are when nobody else is watching. So that's what we kind of were talking about. And I gave you guys some scriptures. So if you didn't write them down, I'll give them to you again from Transformation Part 1. We did Romans 12, 2, which was talking about not being conformed to this world, but be renewed by your mind. We talked about Habakkuk 2, 2, which talks about writing down your plan making it plain, giving yourself goals. Um, we talked about 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verse 13, putting your mind in that place, knowing, hey, things are about to change. Let me get myself together. Let me put my armor on. Let me be prepared. So that was um, part one. So part two, we talked about the company you keep because that's the big thing about transforming and changing your life, right? Um, sometimes the people that you hang around will keep you in a place where you don't need to be. Or sometimes you just can't elevate above that because you're subject to your surroundings. So 
you definitely want to have yourself a support system. Now, whether that you have a positive family, whether you have a church family, or if you have a NAAA family, whomever it is, you know, they don't have to have a certain title to be your family, but it's a good thing to have a support system that can hold you accountable. Um, I've seen something somewhere where it was talking about that, talking about how, you know, if we are the only ones passing, ju- not not judgment, but if we're the only ones that's consulting ourselves, then we make a fool of ourselves because, of course, everything going to sound right to us. It's us telling it to us. Like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. You know, I'm going to go smack that guy for talking crazy. You know what, self? That's a great idea. That's crazy. You need someone that's going to come and say, hey, you shouldn't do that. Hey, don't be like that. You know, hey, that's not the way to go. So you want to have somebody that can hold you accountable. You know, somebody that you can trust, of course. But you want to make sure that you have somebody in your corner that can help you with that. And one of the things that helped me determine what kind of people would be good to have in your corner is if you look at their life. Are they walking what they talk? Because I know growing up, that was a big thing for me. It's like, you telling me to do all of these things and your life is kind of questionable, right? So make sure you have someone who you can look at and you say, hey, if that's what they're doing to get where they're going, I like that. I can do that. You know, that doesn't mean that someone who is not well off can't give you qualified information. Just make sure it's biblical information and make sure that person is practicing what they preach. Because some people are so good at giving you information and telling you what to do. But you look at them and they're doing the total opposite of what they suggested that you do. So you make sure you, um, you know, you know who who it is that you're dealing with and who you're trusting your life with. Because once you start hanging around people, you are who you hang around. You know, not only that, you can also be held accountable for the things that they're doing. They always say, you know, bad company corrupts good character. You are who you hang around. So these are things that you want to take into accountability, like if myself, right? When I was trying to get my life together and I just hang around people where all we did is party, sell drugs, smoke weed, right? If I'm trying to change my life, I probably can't hang around those people as much as I used to for the simple fact, hey, if I'm still hanging around them, that means eventually I'm going to be back partying, selling drugs, smoking weed. You have to move around. You have to move yourself from the situation. You have to, you know, make yourself better. You have to. And then you can go back and get those guys like, hey, I did it. You guys can do it too. Sometimes it takes you. Sometimes your friends need you. You know, sometimes... They just need somebody to break the mold and do something different. And that could be you. So think about, you know, how can I help? How can I help my family? How can I help my friends? How can I help somebody else besides myself? You know, and it's a beautiful, beautiful process. And it's a beautiful thing. So we talked about that in part two. And, you know, it's also about sacrificing and What a lot of people don't want to do is give up things, right? We so holding on to all of these things, right? Let it go. Because I can promise you when you give up something for the glory of God and to change your life, God will replace it with something better. I'm a witness. I'm telling you from what I see in myself, not only in my own life, but in other people's lives too. Don't hold on. Don't. It says don't cling to the things of this world. Don't. Let it go and trust God. Even if it's like, um, say you're in a bad relationship. And you've been with this person for 15 years, but this person beats you or they verbally abuse you or they make you use drugs. You know, they stress you out so bad you need to drink every day. Right. 
say these are the type of situations that you're in and you feel stuck, you know, you're scared to leave. That's when you have to take a leap of faith. You know, some people get it misconstrued with God and say, oh, well, God is so good to me. God didn't leave me, so I shouldn't leave this person. That's why it's important for you to know the word of God. God would never recommend that you stay with someone who's verbally, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, any type of abuse. God does not want us to endure that. So don't think that. That is a lie. That's a lie that the enemy puts in your mind. And it's a guilt factor that try to keep you trapped into situations, even if it's not with a significant other, even if it comes down to your kids sometimes. Sometimes you have to let people go their own separate ways. And that doesn't mean that you don't love them. That just means that you're strong enough to say, hey, I trust God with your life too. And I'm going to trust that God is going to take care of you because anybody that you love, I can guarantee you God loves them 100 times more than you do. And God can do for them 100 times more than you can. So you have to trust God and just let God have that. That's what they call let go, letting God. It's not you exhaust all your options. Now you down on your knees after you done, you know, you got to trust God from the very jump and follow what God is telling you to do. And you know what God is telling you to do because he speaks to us. He speaks to every single last one of us, you know, and if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then you know, it's not God speaking to you. So. Make sure you guys are, you know, taking that into consideration. I know we all have good hearts and we all want to help people, but sometimes you can actually hurt yourself and that person by helping them. That's just like if you know someone is an addict and you continuously keep giving them money and they continuously keep getting high and then they all of a sudden overdose. You enabled them. You see what I'm saying? Maybe you have to sometimes be firm with people and you have to show them tough love and you have to walk away. They don't make you a bad person. So don't be bound up. So that's what we was talking about in part two, the company you keep, how important it is when you're changing your life to evaluate your circle, have some people that can hold you accountable and sacrifice. You have to be willing to give up people, places, and things for this new you, but it's going to definitely be worth it. So in that one, we talked about Proverbs, that's chapter 18, verse 21, and Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 through 20. And people pleasers, which that could, we can also be looked at as those, don't, don't go after pleasing people, but go after pleasing God. You can't serve two masters. So you either care about what God is telling you to do or you care about what man is telling you to do. So you want to make sure that you're not doing that. And it talks about that in Galatians chapter one, verse 10. So another thing about transforming and changing and and being able to let go of the strongholds that's been placed on your life is repenting. Because sometimes we bind ourselves up in a situation that don't even exist. We so hard on ourselves, we condemn ourselves. We bound ourselves up, put ourselves in a corner, lock ourselves in a closet, and all God is waiting for us to say is, God, please forgive me for I have sinned. That's it. That's how easy it is. You just let it go. That's how that's how much God loves us, and that's how easy it is to start fresh. Believe it or not. See, our problem is that we think God think like us. Oh, no, if I did this, if I, if somebody did this to me, I could never forgive them. But God's not that way. So don't put who you are on God because God is his own person. And all he wants us to do is to know that he is God. Love him, first off, 
with all our heart, mind, and soul, right? And to love our neighbor. So long as you're doing those two things, when you make a mistake, you repent, you're good. God still loves you and you have a fresh start. Don't condemn yourself. Don't feel like, oh, I could never go on with with my life. You know, people have done all type of stuff. Like me, I got my kids taken away from me. Um, I've been in all type of bad situations and I condemn myself. You know, like I might as well just keep on just getting drunk, just living life until I die because, you know, I'm never going to amount to anything, you know. And that's the type of stipulations that we put on ourselves because that's not what God thinks of us. God thinks that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. He don't think nothing bad about us at all, except when we do foolish things and we don't repent. But if we're trying, God knows our heart and he loves us for our heart, period. He knows our best us. We don't even know our best us yet. That's why you go to God and you ask him, God, help me, help me become a better person. Because in his mind and in his heart, we're already perfect. All we have to do is come to him and whatever we're lacking, he'll build us and he'll make us stronger. And we are already we're already conquerors. It says in the Bible, we're more than conquerors. So we condemn ourselves. So we have to stop doing that. So repent, 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 and forgive those who have sinned against you. Let them people go too. It's it's just the way that it has to be because you want God to forgive you. You want people that you've done wrong to forgive you. Then you have to, you have to ask for forgiveness from the people that you've done wrong as well. So that's where that accountability comes in place at, right? We have to be accountable, hold ourselves accountable. And we also have to have somebody else that's going to come and call us out and say, hey, that wasn't right. And hold us accountable for that type of stuff. So last week we went into talking about the sacrifice. Now, this was important to me because this is a big part of transforming your life. When I first got saved, there was a lot of things I had to sacrifice. I had to sacrifice my, my party life. And let me tell y'all, I know how to party, okay? But I had to sacrifice that. I had to sacrifice my own selfish desires. I had to sacrifice my bad attitude. I had to sacrifice my feelings, right? Because huh, I had all type of people coming at me all type of ways when I decided to change my life. So sacrifice is like one of the biggest things in changing your life. Besides getting your mind together, you have to be willing to sacrifice. And so, like I was saying before, it says that no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. That was another thing for me, because we know that a lot of us have done some things that we ain't got no business doing for a dollar. And if that's you, you need to stop. That ain't God providing for you. That's you doing what you want to do. And see, that's how I used to try to trick and tell myself, oh, yeah, well, God, God made it away. You know, I made this $200 illegally today. That's not God. That's the devil. And once the devil was done using you, he would drop you smack dead on your face. So you might as well get away from him before he use you up and toss you to the wolves because he don't care about nobody. So remember that. Remember everything that you do, you have to trust God. If that means that you're working at a strip club, just throwing that out there, and you want to transform your life, trust that God will provide you something better and quit. That's just what I'm saying. 
You have to trust God and trust in God is giving it up. Just giving up whatever it is that you have and trust in God will replace it with something better. So that is what the sacrifice is. You have to die to yourself. So whatever you're feeling, it don't even matter no more because now we're not living by that. We're living by what God says, what's, what's God words, what God wants. You see what I'm saying? We're not um, living by what we want anymore. So what the um what the um bible says about sacrifice which we hear a lot about that in the bible like more times than a little and i'm going to go over some of the things that we talk about i mean that the bible talks about when it comes to sacrificing So in Luke chapter nine, verses 23 and 24, he said, and he said to all, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever will save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. So if you don't know what that means, that just basically means that if you take up your cross, right, which means whatever you have, your baggage, your stuff, your, your life, right, <laughs> take it up and follow God, right? And that way you've given up your life to follow God. God got you. He's going to give you a life. He's going to give you a life better than you and your wildest dreams could have ever imagined, better than anything you can fathom. I promise you this. But if you cling to that life and you hold on to that life, you're going to lose it. And once you lose it and it ain't for the sake of God, it's lost. So that is what the Bible says here about losing your own life. So, I mean, to me, it's like a win-win situation. We're also going to talk about Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20. So it says that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is amazing. Oh, do you get what I'm saying? Right. I know dang on well, I'm not the only one who was tired of living my old life, right? Who was tired of getting drunk, which who was tired of keep ending up in these bad, abusive relationships, who was tired of disappointing her family, tired of disappointing her kids, tired of waking up every single day with no purpose, no motive, no nothing, just living to die. I know I'm not the only one. I can't be. So this is saying right here, once you start learning these things about Christ, you take off your old self and put on your new self. It's like starting over. Who don't want a fresh start in life? I know I did. And I'm believing that somebody else does too. I believe that. So all you have to do is follow what God is saying. Follow Jesus and you have a new life. You don't got to pay nobody for it. You don't got to sleep your life away. You don't have to die and come back. None of that. You can start right now today. Right now. 
That's amazing to me. I don't know. I get excited about that type of stuff because my life was H-E-L-L. You know what I'm saying? It was. And nobody made it that way but me. You know what I'm saying? That's why when I talk about this type of stuff, I get excited because I could never, ever imagine or fathom that my life would be this way. Never. Because I was I was content. I got to a place where I was content with being abused. I would rather stay and get abused than run and leave because I was more scared of that person than I was hopeful of what could happen if I did leave. You see what I'm saying? So we have to put in our mind, we are holding ourselves back. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength, but we have to believe it. And we have to give Christ the opportunity to show us that see, God is a gentleman. He's not going to force his way in. No. No, no. He wants to be invited in. He wants us to usher him in. We want. He wants us to, you know, want him to be there. We want. He he wants to feel welcomed. But once he's in there and he sees, like, okay, she needs me. She wants me. She's asking. She believes in me. Right. He will work. He will work. And he's already been working in your life. That's why you're still here today. So if he's already been working, if you're not giving him this energy right now, just imagine. That's what I'm saying. Just, we could all be there. Like this, we, we could not even be like right here right now having this conversation because there is a whole pandemic going on. There are hurricanes happening right now. I believe half the world was on fire not too long ago. Like there's all type of stuff going on. People are shooting. We could be dead. So God's already working on your behalf right now without you even doing nothing. So just imagine if you poured into him just a little bit, what he would do for you. So y'all get excited. I get my little blood pressure high. Okay, so then, right, another thing that we need to think about, right, when we're talking about dying to self, this is one that people love to talk about when it comes to money. They talk about press down and shaking, right? Till it overflows. Well, make sure you're using that same thing when it comes to kindness and love and compassion and goodness and faithfulness, right? Everybody want their money pressed down, shaking together and running over, right? With the same measure that you give it, you will receive it in return. So if you want somebody to be treating you with kindness, you might want to be kinder to people. If you want people to be more compassionate with you, you might want to be a little bit more compassionate with people. It's with everything. You know what I'm saying? Everything that you put out, you literally get back in. So if you're not reaping good fruit right about now, that means, you know what it means. Because I ain't here to put nobody on blast or nothing like that. I'm just saying. So when we talk about sacrifice, right? This is the Webster, the Merriam-Webster dictionary. The act of giving up something that you want to keep, especially in order to get or do something else or to help someone. You see what that is? Sacrifice. The act of giving up something that you want. Right. So let's just say <laughs> let's just say you like um, Pepsi's and you got Diet Cokes in the fridge. Right. But you have a friend that's like, hey, I really, really love Pepsi's. You know, you got one Pepsi and a case of Diet Cokes. Right. But that friend is thirsty. They just walked over your house for like 10 blocks. Sacrifice. because that's what God did sacrifice get that person that pepsi just to show them hey i care about you you can have the pepsi i mean you could apply that anywhere i was just using pepsi and diet coats you know but it's a real thing though because i've seen this really happen and i've seen this really manifest to the point where you know you'll be amazed like 
It's nothing but just being a genuine good person and the way that God will help your life just by taking care of people because we're all his children, right? That's what people tend to forget. While people are out here killing people and shooting people and pulling up and fighting people, these are all God's children. Even the ones you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, them too. Especially them. Them is God's children too. So you have to, as you, there's no reward in treating people who treat you nice. Nice. There's no reward in that. It's easy for someone to say, hey, Veronica, how you doing? I hope you have a great day. It's easy for me to say, oh, thank you. Me too. I hope you have a great day. But how easy is that to do if somebody say, hey, I hope you drop dead. Beep, 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 beep. You're going to turn around and say, thank God. And you have a blessed day too. That's what you're supposed to say. But we don't do that. But that's what we're supposed to do. So it's about sacrificing. It's about Putting your feelings on the line, putting your pride to the side, lay it down, lay it down. Y'all know the song, but if you don't, you don't need to know it. All I'm saying is you have to lay all that down. Pick up your cross, your stuff, and let's go. Let's follow Jesus. Let's transform, right? We all ain't getting it no young. Let's just transform. You want to make sure you're operating in the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? A lot of us lack that. I'm going to talk about that because <laughs> everybody say, I usually don't do this, but they, no, 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 no. That is no excuse. Stop doing that. I've done it. I know some of y'all did it. It's okay. We all learn here. God's still working on all of us. But I'm just saying that's not an excuse because fruits of the spirit, which means God is working in your life. Your fruit is showing, you know. Self-control is, is a fruit of the spirit. So if you're changing your life and transforming your, your life, that means you're taking your control back away from everybody else. So can't nobody make you do nothing but you. So think even when it comes to your kids, Cause them be the ones right there. Oh Jesus, them be the ones. You be like, I was having a good day, but then y'all made me no. Because we supposed to get our joy from the Lord in the first place. So if we get our joy for the Lord, that means that nobody can take our joy away from us. So these are the things that we have to be mindful of. What's coming up out of our mouth? Because not only did we just say that, that means it came from our heart, but we speaking that into our life. That's not okay. So let's beware of how we operate here. We're trying to transform. The world needs us, y'all. If you took time out to watch this today, that means that God is already moving in your life. And the world needs us. If we don't do it, who will? That's the thing. That's a, Everybody can't stand around and wait for the next person to act. We need to act now. We need to act for ourselves. We are the church. We are God. We are Christ. We are what people see. It's up to us to be the change that we want to see. And we have to get right first. We need to get ourselves all cleaned up and get right. And we're going to go out here and we're going to pull some other people in. So one thing you, you always can test to know if it's God or if it's you. And sometimes we don't know how to respond to situations. And we'd be like, OK, well, I think God will, you know, and you feel you, you getting tugged at because the enemy is real, just like God is. Right. So sometimes we feel like the enemy tugging and God's tugging and we don't know which way to go. Galatians. Chapter five, verse 17 says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. 
For these are the things opposed to each other to keep us from doing what we want to do. So if somebody have you messed up and this little boy says, that's okay, just be kind and walk away. And then this voice in the other ear says, smack them. You know the right thing to do, right? If it don't line up with the word of God, it's not right. If it make your, your flesh feel good, it's nine times out of 10, not right. But only you can know that by getting into your word and by building a close relationship with God because he will convict you. He will send the Holy Spirit. And please know there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. We are get we get convicted by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wants us to know, hey, that wasn't right. It's like a, a parent, hey, that wasn't right, fix it, but I still love you. Condemnation is the enemy, and that's what the enemy does to keep us right where we at. Don't let that happen. When you do hear it, that's a you tell them, devil, you a liar. And I'm not, I'm not owning that. I'm not going into that. So I had to get that out, y'all, because I felt so bad last week, it cut off. And I really wanted to get that out because this is a season of transformation. Like it's been prophesied. This is for real. This ain't something that I just decided, hey, I'm going to talk about transformation. No, it's been a word after word after word that's been coming that we are in a season of rebooting. If you want to get your life together and you want to change your life, it's up to you to do that. Nobody else can do that for you. You can start today. You could have started yesterday. You don't need to wait till the 1st of January. You don't need to wait till your birthday. You don't need to wait till next Monday. You can do it right now because tomorrow's not promised to us. And there's somebody around you that you don't even know that needs you to get your life together. There's a generation of people that need for you to do your thing so that they can be successful people. And as crazy as that may sound, I didn't believe that I used to be so selfish. All I cared about was myself, what felt good to me, what I like to do. If it was an inconvenience, I was not doing it. Point blank, period. But now that I know and now that I see, look around us. This is surreal. This is unreal what we're seeing around us. And. No, I'm not the biggest, toughest person, but what I know is what I know. And I know that just by doing this, getting on here and sharing what I've learned is going to help somebody and that somebody's going to help somebody else. So even if it's just a small thing like this, as long as it touches some per some person, just one person, I'm OK with that because I'm doing what I can do within my power to do my part here. We're not just here to kick it. Like, we're not just here. We're here to serve God. We all have a purpose. He made us all perfect to be us. There's only things that you can do that God needs for you to do. And if you're not doing it, can't nobody else do it. So don't cheat God and don't cheat yourself. There's there's a whole assignment with your name on it. You just got to get it right. So another thing I wanted to bring to y'all attention is um what the word give means in Hebrew. It means present a gift, grant or allow, or to place in its proper position. Give your life to God. That is the proper position for it. That's where it belongs. Present it. Grant him authority over your life. And it's, a, it's, it's something that you won't regret. So, I just want to encourage somebody today. You know, I'm sure we all see the same things that's going on. And it's like, what you going to do about it? Be one of those people that sit back at the crib on the couch or in your car, watching it on your phone, just 
passing judgment on everybody that is trying to do something? Or are you going to get up and be the change that you want to see? Are you going to get up and use the tools and the skills that God gave you so that you can be a part of this? There's no coincidence we're alive in 2020 and all this is happening. We're supposed to be doing something. So you need some help figuring out what it is that you need to do. Talk to God. He'll help you. I promise you he will. I just want to see us all get through this, you know, and I'm, I'm, you talking to somebody who was dead, the walking dead, literally. So I know nine times out of 10 how someone feels just waking up every day waiting to die. And let's not be us. Let's, let's be great, right? Let's. Let's be great. Let's be victorious. Let's be lit. Like it's sadness in the world, but the beauty of it is that we're still here. So we need to take advantage of it and do what's right. Do great things. Do big things. You know, make God proud. So if anybody needs any prayer or anything, please inbox me. I'm always willing to pray for somebody because prayer changed my life and I know it can change yours. It's a conversation with God. And when you take care of God's business, God takes care of your business. So pray. Do you need me to pray? I'm more than willing to do so. Next week at five, we're going to have a special guest. Transformation series is over. So if you um, did not catch the very first episode, I would say catch that one. Um, it was from like three weeks ago and it was really good. It just talks about, you know, putting yourself in gear because it changes hard, especially if you're up in age like me. I'm 37. So, you know, they say you can't teach your old dog new tricks. They lied, but I'm just saying it was hard. I'm resistant. So it's, and I know there's other people out there that's resistant too. It's not just me, but there is hope for us. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be okay with your situation. You can decide at any point in time, I don't want to live like this no more and change it. So I'm praying for anybody whose family member is sick or who, um, you know, have lost someone. Um, I'm very sorry for your loss and my condolences and stay encouraged, you know, use the information you got here to encourage the rest of your family. Stay prayed up, you know, um, we, we in this together. So I'm just going to pray us out. And I want to thank you guys for watching. If you haven't done so already, please do share the video. Somebody needs it. Even if you know everything and you don't need it, somebody don't. So, you know, definitely share the video so somebody else can get a word. And um, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us time, Lord, in the way that the world is just allowing us a peaceful moment to receive your goodness, Father God, to receive your word, Father God, just to commune and fellowship with each other, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I hope that these words come alive in somebody's life, Father God. Those old dry bones, Father God, I hope that they're watered, Father God, and, and they just come to you, Lord, and that you're able to put them to use, Father God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for everyone, Father God, in the world today that you place a wedge of protection around them, Father God. Anybody who's sick, Lord, I'm praying for healing today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just come to you and I just thank you for giving me the words to speak today and continue leading me and using me for your will. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. Thank you all for watching. You all have a blessed evening.